and welcome to another episode of Pip Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Vel, and accompanied with me, we have the main man, begins with the name BTC, but before that, we call him Jesse. How are you doing, sir? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy New Year for a start. Hope you had a good one. Good Christmas celebrations, considering the lockdown and stuff. Happy New Year, my brother. Yes, um, my my lockdown was actually filled with, oh, sorry, my New Year's was, was, was quite eventful. Um, had some fun with the family playing Monopoly and... You know, because every day is money day, you know who won the won the game. So we'll uh <laughs> for sure. there. Um how was your New Year's? Yeah, it was good. It was quiet. I've had a few changes to my life recently, just recently got engaged. So that was uh that was fun. And um yeah, so it's been it's been an exciting time, lots of celebrations and stuff. Congratulations, more life, more life. <laughs> Thank you. Um so Today, we're going to go over a few topics that, of course, we went over last time we had you on the show. But since we last spoke to now, my God, has cryptocurrency evolved? You know, um, it seems like every other 24 hours, we're really getting uh, positive and really uh, explosive moves with crypto. So today, just to give you guys an overview, we're going to cover topics including Bitcoin, Ripple, some alternative coins, a top 10 crypto pick, um, and also a bit more about the Prime FX Bit, uh, Bitcoin account. So before we go into any of those subjects, I've got a few questions to ask you from some of our students who tuned into the last podcast. Um, everyone is loving what you've got to say, Jesse. They found you very informative. Um, not only that, but they really are looking forward to picking your brains. So that's great, man. I really appreciate that. Love to to share the information. You know, it's a it's a critical time in the crypto space, and the more people that get involved in this, the better for me. Definitely, I just want to see as many people prosper from this situation as possible. Perfect, amazing. Um, so shout out to Ned. Shout out to um, Josh. Shout out to Hitch. Okay, um, for some of the questions, I'm I'm gonna fire away with one from Hitch. He said that you mentioned last time that Cardano or Cardano, Cardano, excuse me, and Fetch um, on the last podcast were, were good coins to purchase and that you could go to Coinbase to see those. But he said that Coinbase only lets you view the coins but not purchase them. So where, where would you be able to purchase Cardano and, and Fetch Air? Yeah, sure. So basically the main brokerage that I use uh, myself is Binance. Um, it's probably the best brokerage slash uh, exchange they do a lot of services now you know including staking rewards and everything else but Binance is kind of like your crypto hub you know they've got a brilliant standalone application they've got uh, the web app as well and you can get access to I think in excess of about 150 different altcoins as well so yeah you'll find some small cap gems on there some of the the newer tokens as they start to get a little bit bigger when they get their platform on Binance. It's a pretty good signal that they're going to do quite well in the future. So yeah, you can find some really, really early gems on there. Okay. Thank perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the next question we had was um from Ned. Now he mentioned um that the information you provided last time was really insightful. I mean it really gave him a, a new found interest in cryptocurrency. But he said that's what we like to hear. Good. Yeah, he said in regards to the information that he was relaying um, on the last episode, it really gave him the confidence to pretty much just 
um, do as you say. And he said, you know, every trader needs to do their own due diligence, but he wanted to know where do you actually do your own due diligence? Where do you get your confidence from in regards to the information you, 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 you um, obtain? Sure. Okay, so that's, um, yeah, that's a really good question. I'm in a, a very, very privileged situation. I can't lie, you know. I've spent a long time really, really working at this. You know, I've been an early uh, investor and supporter into the blockchain industry, you know. I was around when Ethereum was 90p and XRP didn't even really exist publicly. And it was hard, you know. It was really, really hard. There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of uncertainty. And the, the base layer technologies here were were really just experimental at that stage. You know, there was a lot of hacks going on. I mean, I don't know if anyone knows about Mt. Gox, but I was literally in the crypto community when that happened. And I think it was something like 300 million, 400 million, it may have even been more that was hacked off of the exchange. And um, yeah, it was it was really wasn't Wild West, but we decided to build a, a company within this space. I saw it as an opportunity and I thought, you know, this is one of those times where I can, I can try and invest in the currencies themselves, which I did do and have done throughout but more importantly i can actually earn a part of the market share of this entire industry so we built a company called bitchain capital at first we started off just as a consultancy so i worked with general members of the public and doing research on their behalf then we sort of moved over to more commercial institutional partnerships uh, we're currently a partner of dex which is the only regulated crypto exchange in the middle east and we, um, we, we've consulted on some of the largest projects in the DeFi space and in blockchain. I've had the opportunity just this year of going to European Parliament, speaking to, as I said on the last podcast, the, uh, the European Central Bank, some of the, the founding directors of Ethereum and some of the, the main directors on the board for Ripple. So realistically, where I'm getting my information from is directly from the source of this um, this sort of marketplaces growth to be honest you know so it's, it's really privileged position you guys can get access to all of this information too i'm very very open with it you know it's an open decentralized space it's it's all about open um, trust and everything else so yeah if you did want to have a little bit more information on it you can go to my free group we have a telegram group uh, for bitchain capital which is the capsi token community so you can join that and get updates on the the company itself and then also we've got a, a company that's sort of a sister company to bitchain called wealthx network which is where we give our trading signals uh, all of the analysis on the crypto pairs that we choose and a little bit of information on why it is that we're so certain on those picks that we have we've also got a chat room as well you know so you can ask us any questions directly in there um but yeah i'm more than happy to give the links to, to all of those at the end of the show Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and there was another question as well from Ned that I wanted to ask you, which was what time frame um, are you looking at in regards to seeing these coins actually flourish? So he mentioned in particular Ripple um, and the other coin, I think it was Cardano. He wanted to, oh, Cardano, Cardano or Cardano? Cardano? Cardano, I think. Yeah. ADA. Cardano. Oh, Cardano, is it? Yes, Cardano. Cardano, I think. I'm not too sure. I think so. It's like Cardano and Emergo. They've got um, a sister company as well called the Emergo Foundation. Okay, but so yeah, they, um, it's, it's kind of a crazy time, you know. It's, it's really hard to put a specific date down on any of these parabolic moves. But, I mean, some of the targets that I had for 
midterm 2021 i've just been hit this month you know i, I knew uh, bitcoin was going to be hit in 30,000 maybe 35,000 this year but i was expecting maybe q2 q3 of this year i was expecting a little bit of a pullback potentially in january um and i've been sort of telling my my clients and my customers to dollar cost average out as it goes up so they've sort of got um, a profit taking plan for them to be able to realize the gains before we see any sort of downturn over the next four to six weeks. But I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really look like it's showing any signs of letting up. But I do think that Bitcoin is essentially going to become slightly overbought. I think a lot of people are going to start realizing profits. You know, there's people that have been waiting since 2017 that are now in 30% profit that we're spending upwards of three years in an 80 to 60% drawdown. So there's no real market participants other than people that have just joined party over the next last two months that are in any type of negative. And even those guys are in a positive as well. So the market's overly bullish. It's, it's super overbought. And these parabolic moves do tend to have a, um, a history of retracing on you as quickly as they do go up, you know, and those retracements are usually 40 to 50%. So buying into Bitcoin, Bitcoin right now the only way i would say is is safe to do so is is to split it up you know dollar cost averaging is one of the most crucial critical parts of investing in any cryptocurrency whether that be ada uh, bitcoin ethereum any of the currencies that are out there what you want to try and do is set yourself a strategy of how much you want to invest in the year and then break that up into either weekly fortnightly or monthly um, payments and then what you're doing is you're basically splitting your entries across 12 different points or if you're doing it every week you've got 52 different entries in the market now the statistics and the odds are a lot more in your favor, you know, because it's, it's a growth market, it's a growth asset, you know that over five, 10 years, the horizon for this thing is just going to be upwards. So if you can set out a strategy where you are just consistently accumulating on the day that it's 10% up and on the day that it's 20% down, you will average out with a much, much healthier portfolio. There'll be a lot less risk in there and you won't be heavily invested at the top of the movement. You know, there's the last thing you want to do is, is, invest everything you have at this point and then price drops down a little bit and you don't have the, the cash reserves there essentially to buy that bottom and bolster up your portfolio. So yeah, dollar cost averaging is, is the most key thing to investing in any cryptocurrency. That way you don't necessarily need to worry about when these movements will hit and when it will hit these highs. It's just about making sure that you're, you're positioned for you to be able to capitalize when those highs do happen. Because as, we, as we've seen this month, you know, we can we can move 10, 15, 30% in, in a period of a couple of weeks in this marketplace. Um, ADA going back up to all-time highs, you know, it's still like a good six, 700% growth from this point. Ethereum, you know, we, we called it at about $90 and we've called it all the way up since really been telling everyone that's been uh, coming across our path to, to really invest in this because it's another one where Bitcoin has already hit its all-time high and is now breaking new record numbers every single day, week, and, and month at the moment. But the ones that are still trying to reach those all-time high points are the altcoin markets. Now, I think what's going to happen is when institutional capital starts realizing their profits from Bitcoin, from that entry gateway sort of investment that they've held for the past four months, they're going to look back, they're going to have meetings at this sort of 100 million 
billion dollar level and be like, okay, where should we diversify our capital to next if Bitcoin's showing signs of being a slight risk to us and our clients, you know? Because the majority of the, the trading volume now is coming from institutional partners. It's not from retail traders like us. The market has grown so much and is so much bigger than uh, we anticipated it being at this stage that now really it's, it's, it's about the, the institutional investors and all of the people that I'm talking to all of the connections that I have, like at this in this space, you know, I spoke to someone the other day from China who owns a Bitcoin mining um, infrastructure company, and he's looking to offload anywhere from sort of twenty to thirty thousand BTC, um, and was asking me a bit of advice as to how to do that without sort of moving the market or or signalling anything to to the wider audience so that they could exit their position without it collapsing. That makes me think, okay, so what, what's the plan here? What's the strategy? You guys are obviously heavily invested in the infrastructure of crypto. So it's not like you're, you're selling out and you think that this is the end of the industry, but it's, it's, a, it's a large, large, vast portion of how much you've generated from your mining activities. And mainly their real focus was just re-diversifying that capital, taking it out of Bitcoin and putting it into Ethereum. Now, if Ethereum as sort of the, the central coin of all ERC-20 tokens, every single altcoin token on the market relies on Ethereum. If all of that institutional capital gets pushed into there next, not only will ETH hit its all-time highs of like 1,400, 1,500 in the next 12 months to, to a maximum of sort of the next 24 months, we should see the altcoin market just absolutely resurge in such a, a spectacular fashion you know i can see cardano very easily hitting its all-time high fet as well is currently 5p you know and these are um sort of base layer technologies as well the ada is its own blockchain more so for information and uh, speed transactions per second it, it has an incredible network and an incredible team behind it technically that i think will do amazing things commercially not necessarily in the financial sphere but more so for commercial application and FET is a, um, a really really exciting blockchain actually and it's looking at basically machine to machine um, communication and the security and the privacy that needs to be around that you know imagine for a second we're, we're 50 60 years ahead in the future everyone's got self-driving cars tesla's destroyed and uh, took over the the automation market and you need a way for all of those cars to be able to communicate with each other on the roads we're talking a network potentially of 100 million different devices where people's lives are at stake if that information isn't accurate isn't um, secure and completely unhackable. The only way currently that we have to build any type of network like that that could run that fast, do it with that many transactions per second, and also be unhackable and that secure is blockchain. So they're building a, an AI-based blockchain around this sort of idea of machines having to communicate with each other without human interaction. That alone in itself, as a as a base technology, is revolutionary. You know that that's something that is going to be pretty much embedded in every single technological uh, advancement of the next 10, 15, 20 years. You know, our machines are getting smarter and smarter. They need ways to communicate with each other much faster than we've managed to, to build before. And that's what that blockchain sort of building. So I do look at when these uh, cryptocurrencies are going to hit these prices. And I do try and work it out more so on an annual or a two, three, four year basis. But I am looking at these these um, projects basically as, as the future um, well, the future of society for one and the future of uh, financial markets, you know, these things, are, it's, it's akin to the, the tech 
revolution of the 1990s, you know, and you could have said realistically that maybe that was the fourth industrial revolution. And this is the fifth because life is unrecognizable as we know it from now to the 1900s, you know, with the advancements of um, mobile devices, mobile technologies, computing systems, these things have changed the face of the world. And blockchain is as revolutionary, you know, it is the next step in human advancement. And these are the companies that are really, really doing it. You know, I, I, I spoke to FET and they're speaking to policy advisors at the European Union and writing the regulations and the policies of how these devices will work on the roads, how they'll communicate with each other. They're speaking to the, the financial uh, directors of central banks and creating the policies with them about how these new systems will work and interact. So it's a pretty much a guarantee. That's where I'm getting my confidence from because I know that these relationships are already being built. It's just that there's a lot of FOMO. There's a lot of misdirects in the market. And to be honest, anyone reading or trying to find financial information from the news is too late you know it's, it's it's pretty much one of the first tenets of trading um in equities markets especially is buy the rumor sell the news if you hear it on the news if everyone's already asking about it if it's on the front page of everywhere then it's probably too late but this is an uh, this is an industry essentially that is in its first infant years and i think could grow for the next 30 40 at least yeah yeah um interesting thank you very much for the massive insight. Um, and, you know, every time you speak, I, I'd imagine the listeners have a pen and, pen and paper waiting. Um, and, and, you know, even for myself to sit back and listen to everything you're saying, I, there's, a, there's some stuff I am aware of, some stuff that's new to me, but nonetheless, it's still needed information to be able to actually uh, input into my brain cell and just relay the information back to me at a, at a later convenience to say, look, we're actually involved in something here that's going to change the way we even think, the way we live. You know, cryptocurrency is something that I personally believe is, is going to be such an important factor in our lives in the near future that it'll be hard to ignore it right now. It'd be, it'd be, it would be ludicrous to ignore what's happening right now. Um, the last time we spoke on the podcast, I think the last episode was two weeks ago. Or I might be Yeah, around about, yeah. Yeah, just over two weeks ago. And um, you messaged me, you left a comment on one of my photos on Instagram, and you said to long Bitcoin to 22K, okay? Now, today, where's, where's Bitcoin at? <laughs> so we're currently sitting at 34,230. <laughs> so yeah, this is, uh, it's one of those places where this sort of growth is kind of normal. You know, you kind of get used to it after a while. But um, it is, it's really crazy. I've got a, a trade currently open at the moment on Ethereum that's like 1,600% up. Uh, it's exciting. It really is. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's crazy. There's no industry like this. There's no marketplace like this in the world. Let's just, let's just take that in for a second, guys. Okay. Jesse told me to long Bitcoin to 22K. We are now at 34,000. Okay, so we are really understanding here that yes, okay, fine. Um, you know, with trading, there is a high element of speculation. But when you have someone in your corner, like Jesse, who, who knows what he's talking about because he does his due diligence, you are pretty much um, riding a wave which is, which is going to give you a higher probability. Okay, nothing's guaranteed, but it is a game of probables. And, and what we are seeing here is that, you know, we, we've moved into the new year, 2021. We're, we're moving into a more technology-driven environment. So quite clearly, cryptocurrency is going to um, 
cryptocurrency is going to flourish with the environment of technology thriving. But one of the questions that really does always keep coming back to um, to the real big important factor of what's happening here is, is Ripple. Um, Ripple just recently have gone through a, a lawsuit and, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are very... Um, skeptical now and very doubtful of, of the future of, of, of Ripple even surviving. Can you just explain to us what the lawsuit means um, to a lot of investors out there, to a lot of new investors that they've seen it as, you know, the end of Ripple? What, what, yeah. what's your take on that? Yeah, for sure. It's been, uh, it's been a real, real hard sort of time for Ripple. I feel sorry for them, you know, because they're doing amazing things. They're, they are still one of the most important cryptocurrencies in the world. You know, their technology is, is revolutionary. Their ability to build partnerships has been unmatched. I don't think there's a single cryptocurrency out there that has managed to build as many partnerships with banks, central banks, um, governments and institutions like Ripple. And I really do feel that this is somewhat a shakedown. You know, I think this is the SEC taking a look at what Ripple has done and not really finding that much of a utility for XRP at this moment, which I do think is a key issue as to why XRP was so vulnerable compared to other crypto assets. You know, the, the use case, the utility for Ethereum is very, very clear. It's a technical product. You know, you can purchase it, you can buy and sell it, you can transact with it, but realistically, it, it in itself has... Um, a base use, you know, you can build things on top of it. The same with Cardano, the same with FET, the same with all of the other cryptocurrencies that we've seen. Bitcoin is actually a public uh, decentralized project. So Bitcoin, although it is a, a means of payment and it is sort of currency and also sort of a stock or something that can appreciate in value, isn't owned by any company. So there's, there's no real, uh, there's no one that you could sort of try to sue or get in trouble for BTC, which is where the, the sort of complications came from in the beginnings where Bitcoin first started. But with Ripple, the problem that they've really got is the fact that the administration that was at the SEC before weren't that um, sort of positive with XRP. But I just want to read a little statement from our group that I put up. Ripple basically released a statement quite recently um, about the situation. Just giving a little bit from their side, to be honest. Um, and at the end of it, what they said was, on a parallel note, we also look forward to working with all of the commissioners and the SEC's new leadership once appointed. In all the SEC chair, six of his directors from each SEC division, the SEC's chief economist and the SEC's general counsel have now departed. Many left just last week. Our steadfast commitment to constructive regulatory engagement has not changed. Now, sort of picking between the lines there and reading what they've written, I can see that what they're trying to say is they've had a struggle and they've had stress with the, the former administration, which was obviously put in place by Trump. And now there is a new administration. Obviously, we've got a turnover of government. We've got a complete new presidency uh, coming soon. I'm not too sure when Joe's inauguration is, but I think it's uh, February or the end of this month. At that point, I believe that the, the SEC will sort of change their tune and the, the tide will change for Ripple quite quickly. With Ripple, though, it's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people 
we're expecting it to obviously go $2, $3. I was as well, as long as this sort of situation didn't happen with it. But where we were telling people to get in at 11 cents, when we hit that 70 cent mark, I was already telling people to exit anyway. You know, I knew that there'd be better times to buy in. I knew that it'd be smart to take profits at that point. You're looking at almost 700% profit year to date. So that's, that's insane. That's incredible growth on the, the underlying asset. And it was due a pullback anyway. But for it to be this sudden, this sharp and this painful is, is really... Um, a shame for the company. I've had to sort of add and extend another 12 to 18 months to my targets for Ripple, but the targets are still there. You know, this is one of the most important financial technologies of the past 20 years. It is going to replace BACs, SWIFT payments, SEPA, and all interbank transfers and transactions. Banks are already using it. They own like 30% of MoneyGram. Um, they bought a bank very, very recently, like a few months ago, and they've raised over a billion dollars. You know, what's going to happen is the SEC will shake them down. They'll have to pay a big fine. They'll pay their dues. They'll apologize publicly, and they'll prove a utility for XRP as well as their base layer technologies that they use with the banks. As soon as that happens, it's going to be happy days again for Ripple, and it'll be back into, into good form. But yeah, the, the company itself is is always always going to be one of the strongest contenders in the crypto space. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And, you know, just in light of this whole um, lawsuit that has come about for Ripple, I mean, personally, how I see this is just something as uh, market manipulators just trying to push the price down lower to, of course, you know, um, make the price more appealing for them to buy so that they can, of course, push price up again. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can check um, Whale Alert on Twitter. I think they've got a website as well, but it basically shows you high order volumes on different crypto exchanges. I was looking this morning, someone bought like $22.5 million worth of XRP at um, like 18 cents or 18p, I think it was. So people are still interested. People are very, very active in the purchasing side of it as well. Yeah, amazing. Interesting. Um, and I, I also wanted to really bring to light the support and evidence of um, the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority. For those who don't know, these people are the police of the financial world. They've also now tried to come and, well, they've, they've released an article last year saying that from the 6th of January this year, they actually want to stop the, uh, the, the transactions of, of cryptocurrency. Uh, my thoughts on that personally is they're just probably looking to limit um, brokers being able to sell cryptocurrency so that the banks can be the only people in the UK to sell it so that, of course, they can extort people upon selling it. But that's just my opinion. What, what, what do you think of, of what's going on? What do you make of that? No, yeah, I think you're quite right. I think they are looking at a way of being able to basically get their share. You know, they want their cut of the market. They're seeing this thing grow. They, they've done their own sort of metrics. They understand how much these marketplaces will be worth in a few years. You know, I mean, the global market cap for crypto at the moment still hasn't surpassed uh, 700 billion, I don't think, maybe 600 Mm -hmm. I haven't actually checked from today when obviously Bitcoin's gone up so high, but I mean, we're still in a marketplace that is worth less than the entire company of Apple. You know? And this is something that has such a larger impact and is, is obviously much, much bigger. So, yeah, I think they're seeing the potential growth for this and they want to make sure that everything's set up for them to be able to, one, have a little bit of a say in the dictation of price when they release it to the market. I think they want to be able to, to make sure that they also control brokerages being able to 
sort of manipulate the spreads on these crypto assets as well. Um, I'm sure a few people that have tried to trade uh, crypto pairs on their, their regular FX brokerage have noticed that the spread gap compared to other more standard assets is just exponential. It's huge. Now, that's that's not beneficial for us as a trader because obviously we're, we're having to see a larger movement happen in our intended direction for us to be able to close out and profit or at least to get to that break-even point. But what that's doing for the exchange is they're reaping all of the rewards from these 150, sometimes I've seen 500 pip spreads on, on certain exchanges on crypto pairs. And people are just getting ruined because they don't know that Binance exists. They don't know that there's its own sort of um, uh, blockchain-based industry and products and services and tools that you can use. So everyone's using the, the normal channels, which are regulated and obviously overseen by the FCA. And I think they're trying to make sure that, that that's limited in a sense. So I don't think it's long-term. I think maybe for three to six months, they start cracking down on a few people that have just been going nuts with their, their spreads on their brokerages. And they, they try and basically weed out the cowboys of the industry, which is good for the industry in a whole. You know, there's still a lot of scammers. There's still a lot of terrible brokerages out there. And there's a lot of people operating uh, licensed activities without any licenses. So I think it's just a, a little bit of a cleanup. And then hopefully it should be business as normal. But of course, the media, the people that are holding BTC or, or currently selling and stuff are going to want to create as much FUD, which stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market as possible around this because it helps them, you know? It means they can buy back in at earlier, lower prices. It's just trying to shake out the weak hands in the market, to be honest. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, excellent. Um, okay, and moving on to some of the alternative coins. You mentioned last time on the, on the show, you know, what coins you was looking at, um, within from last episode to now, I've actually come across a new website called QTrade, which I've personally spoken to you about off air. Um, and what I've been, what I've noticed with QTrade is um, it allows you to have a look at alternative coins that are not yet publicly listed on larger exchange platforms such as Coinbase, Kraken, um, and maybe even Binance. Um, what, what's your take on QTrade? I love it, man. It looks really interesting. I mean, I'm looking at potentially putting my currency on here whilst we whilst we talk to the larger exchanges. It's a, it's a really good platform. And I think there's there's definitely a lot of money to be made in what's called small cap gems. So they're like your, your beginner currencies, the ones that have only really just started but have a real strong application or a strong product behind them. Um, yeah, if you can get in early on those types of projects, man, it's it's incredible i was in a project called doki doki finance by a company called azuki some of the names in the crypto space are crazy man but this project was essentially a staking account now i definitely advised if you're looking at getting involved in crypto to research staking and staking rewards probably one of the most lucrative ways to to gain interest on your assets without having to physically trade them but we were basically taking a little bit of research into the DeFi space which is decentralized finance another little corner of crypto that's blowing up at the moment um and they were essentially offering a, a structure where you could stake your cryptocurrency the the token was azuki and you put your azuki in there what's called a savings vault or interest account and it was making 157,000 percent apy now obviously something that was so dramatically exponential in the return is inevitably going to collapse it's it's a bubble market but we managed to ride this for about three four days and i was making at some points around about 14 to 17 dollars a minute and this was 
continuing for upwards of four, five, six hours at a time. Um, and then what I was doing was compounding and re-adding to my balance every single time that the, the balance went up. And it was just speeding up that process. We managed to get it from about $4 a minute to $14, $17 a minute. Obviously, we weren't the only ones. We're not the only people that managed to work this situation out. And the market eventually collapsed. But we managed to get out with a good sort of three, 4,000% profit in the space of a week with that one project. But what we would advise is, I mean, that was like maybe 2% of our total assets under management that we sort of played around with um, and it still managed to make incredible gains you know off of that two percent of our portfolio we managed to make about 15 percent growth on the entire portfolio so you really don't need to be risking shitloads of your assets or your capital to be able to capitalize from these situations when it comes to q trade trying to find tokens that are sort of in those early stages those um sort of experimental projects as well that are out there yes they can go 100x 200x even more sometimes but it's all about making sure that you're you're managing your risk and you're not going all in on it just just put a tiny portion of your portfolio towards that and just gradually grow it throughout the year or over the years yeah 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 amazing um i'd just like to say there sorry for the language if it offended anyone apologies uh, for that yeah <laughs> you know the vibes is lit over here every time um Okay, and just progressing over to um, coming towards the end of this show, okay, because it's it's always it's always a good show with you, Jesse. But the time also always goes so goddamn quick. So um, <laughs> uh, we want to go over the top ten crypto picks. Okay, so I will give you the top five, and then to get access to the other five, you will have to see me in our free chat room. So I'll give you the links for that, bro. And then yeah, if you want to get the rest of the five, we can have a little chat on there ask me any questions you want about it just as we're talking i just thought i'd bring it to your attention man ethereum's at 868 wow. and btc usd has just hit uh well it's just consolidating at that 34 mark but we hit a high of 34,800, um very very close to the 35k mark i know we was talking about 40k bitcoin potentially in the next couple of months well I don't know, man. Could be in the next couple of weeks, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that leads nicely into what are my top five. So, you know a few of them already, and they're going to be pretty obvious. But Bitcoin, number one, you know, you can never go wrong with the, the legacy coin, the godfather of crypto. Um, XRP, better time now than it ever has been, really, to buy back in at this price. Once they sort everything out with the SEC, it's going to be plain sailing. And there's no reason I don't see sort of $2, $3 XRP in the next couple of years. Ethereum, I mean, we, we were sub $700 a couple of days ago. We're now at 868, 12% up today alone. Still not too late. You know, this is still the very, very beginning of this. We are talking Nokia 3310s and we've got iPhone Xs up to come in the sort of how advanced this technology can get and how useful it can get to us. You know, this is the base layer. This is the very beginning. So those are the three maximalists that I would definitely have in my portfolio as a cornerstone. Moving more into the altcoin market, obviously we've got ADA and FET. So that is the top four. And then for the fifth, I will give you for free, it is SNX. SNX has been outperforming a lot of the altcoin market and the DeFi space at the moment currently. Um, December sort of November, 27th of November, we was at $3.30. We're currently at $8.50. So yeah, over 200 to sort of 300% growth on that in the last three weeks. I do see SNX going from the, the $8 mark upwards 
to sort of $20, $30 in the next year and long-term targets of the next five years, anywhere from $200 plus. So well, well over the sort of 10 to 20x mark on that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an exciting year, you know. Some of the other picks we've got as well, we're talking upwards of a thousand percent, three, four thousand percent growth in the next couple of years. So, yeah, I'd be more than happy to have a conversation. Ask me any questions you want in that chat room. And yeah, we'll give you as much information on the crypto space as we can. Amazing. Um, and, and last but not least, the Prime FX BTC account. Yeah, so anyone that is interested in basically following my strategies completely, don't really want to spend as much time in the analysis or the research trying to find these coins, um, I'm going to be setting up a Prime XBT account. Now, this is an exchange that's pretty new. It's it's really, really good, though. It's a, it's a crypto blockchain-based exchange. And what you can do, you can earn... Um, profit from referring people to it obviously but the main focus of it for me is the fact that i can place my trades on this platform and you can just link your blockchain wallets to my uh, account so that you basically just copy trade everything that we do in the crypto markets whether that be the, the assets that we choose to purchase whether we're trading on leverage or margin we can do it all and it's all just automatically sorted for you you don't need to worry about it or setting up multiple exchange accounts any of that so yeah hopefully it should be a lot simpler for you to be able to follow our calls you don't even need to place the trade your own anymore that's how amazing sort of blockchain and cryptocurrency is as a technology um and we are going to be giving information on how to get signed up and set up with that in our chat room and in the free group as well so yeah lots of exciting things coming this year man and a lot of ways to sort of jump on board and get involved in the crypto space amazing 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 okay cool well that is it for today um I'm very grateful for your time, Jesse. And of course, as no, man, always, love it. Love it as always. You know, we've been able to cover a lot of ground here today. And, and I really do look forward to, to the next call and um, the next episode. I mean, let's, let's call it from now. Where, where do you see, see Bitcoin going come end of January? End of January, I've got targets set out of around about 40,000. You know, that's the only real psychological. Uh, barrier I see at resistance at the moment I mean potentially 35 36 could become resistance but we're just consolidating upwards uh, Fibonacci retracement showing 39,000 to 40,000 is a real key area if we can get to there it would be absolutely fantastic but I, as, as always I would say be very very careful at the moment dollar cost average in there are th- three key areas as well that we need to look at on the downside which is 29,200 26.1 and 22.7. Those are the three areas that Bitcoin broke out from. And at any given time, it could decide to go back and retest those areas. But it's bullish, you know. So those are points where you can sort of add to your bags and stack back in. But yeah, 40K is is the upturn target, I think. Yeah, amazing. Okay, cool. Well, let's be ever so careful of the uh, daunting pullback that may come back and wash everyone out. But yeah, with that being said, Jesse, I'm happy to leave things as they are and really just come back next next time and, and, and reassess where we are. Where can people find you on your socials, sir? Yeah, so just find me at JesseBTC, J-E-S-S-E-B-T-C on Instagram. We're going to have our YouTube channel up and running very, very soon. That'll be probably the same moniker. Um, and you can find us on Telegram as well, WolfXWXN, and also Bitchain Capital. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Bitchain Capital, and you can find WealthX at WealthX Network. And yeah, I'll give you the links for mm-hmm. the free chat and yeah, the, the chat room. 
Yeah, what I'll do is I'll pop those links um, in the description of this episode. All right, so people will be able to get inside of those as well. Anyone who's listening who wants to take advantage, I definitely would encourage it. Um, on this side, on behalf of Lit Capital, of course, you've tuned into another podcast. So we do appreciate you guys. Lit Capital 2.0 is officially here. So make sure you check out the website, litcapital.co.uk. We've got some amazing new features, a lot of new episodes coming soon. Um, also some vlogs we've just posted our latest vlog to celebrate 2020 so check that out on the website um, and also grab yourself a lit hoodie because it's damn cold outside so yeah, yeah I need to get myself one of those definitely for sure um, so yeah guys everyone have a good day happy new year and remember every day is money day peace <laughs>